welcome to the Mind of Moguls podcast where we talk all things mogul and what's on your mind. Let's go. Hey y'all. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am still hype about the her jazz wind down. No, that was so good. It was so fun. <laughs> so so fun. All the vibes. All the vibes. How was your how was your day today? It's been good. It's it's been busy but good. What about yours? Good. Yeah. Um I <laughs> Ooh, it's been one of them together days so you just gotta breathe. Oh, well yeah. And yeah. and let it go. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Okay. Mm. So yeah. All right. Um our podcast sponsors uh Ray Nicole's House of Fashion. Shout out to Ray Nicole. Yeah, she's been a mogul that has supported us, and we just want to say we support you, we appreciate you, we thank you, and we love you yes. from Simply Moguls and the Mind of Moguls podcast. Hi. Who else? Uh, let's go with um, Cement. Yeah, C-Met so we got to give away. Atlanta Falcons tickets. Yes, at the wind down. And we got to give them away to people who came from out of town. Yes. <laughs> they came from out of town to come and vibe with us and be in the mogul room. And so, man, that was crazy. Yeah. And that guy that won, I think he purchased like uh, $100 worth of tickets. So, <laughs> so I'm glad he, he won. He was like, that's for me. <laughs> I am so glad he yeah, won. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I'll let you tell what we talking about. Oh, so today, today, you know, kind of our gist and what we do as far as events go, what Simply Mocha's events are, their networking events. So today on the podcast, we want to talk about, does networking really matter? Mm. What you think? Yes. Mm-hmm. And no, <laughs> I think because it really depends on you making a conscious effort to get in rooms that you would not normally be in. So I think it just all depends on you really stepping out of your comfort zone. And well, well I guess first let's talk about what is networking. Right. Yeah, because a lot of people think that it's just going to events and introducing yourself and that being it i saw somebody uh she is a uh, a broker in atlanta you know if i said her name you know who i'm talking about okay but mm-hmm. she said um she put a picture up on facebook and she was like y'all i'm at this event and i don't know what to say what to do networking just makes me nervous mm, yeah and she's like a millionaire and i'm mm-hmm. like you cannot <laughs> be <laughs> A millionaire and like nervous, nervous in, a room, yeah. in a room. You have to be able to pitch your your product, your position. Whenever you are in a room yeah. of people who can, you know, elevate your brand, right. elevate you to the next level, and really, it'd be about building connections. Right, that's what it is. One hundred percent building connections and establishing new relationships. Mm-hmm. So I think it is important because honestly. 
people only, you know, purchase from people or support people based off if they've ever had contact with you. Most often, mm-hmm. most often they have seen you in some shape or form. They have heard about your business in some shape or form. So I really feel like it's important to put a face with said product or said business. And that's how you continue to elevate and grow based off, you know, what you yeah. put out there as far as your brand and your face and your business. Yeah. I think, too, um, I get a lot of questions about, you know, how I built Simply Props and, like, you know, just building a brand recognition that came from networking, like me being conscious about, like I said, the rooms that I entered in, but also, like, me, just a simple thing is, like, wearing either my my brand mm-hmm. or wearing lime green. Like, it has helped so much for people to recognize um, recognize me where I go and also like you said putting a face to a name and they be like oh that's the that's the lime green girl or you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so whatever um, whatever they nicknamed me right. but it it does go back to the brand and the business that I'm you know building right um dang I forgot what I was about to say I know I listened to a few conversations today via podcast um where they were talking about what the stigma is behind networking and how it looks today as far as what it used to look like Mm -hmm. um, about 10 to 15 years ago and how they said now that it's not the typical put on a blazer and a skirt and go, you know, and basically almost do a mini interview. Yeah. It's not that anymore. Now it's more so informal because Mm -hmm. people want you to be more approachable Mm-hmm. And more um, wholesome, like connecting mm-hmm. more down to earth in those types of settings to see who you truly are outside of the office or outside of, you know, what your business is. So I think that's really important, too. And that's kind of what our um, events are based around informal networking mm-hmm. and just meeting people in their comfort element, zone. In their yeah. comfort zone. I think taking taking the formal aspect because we are going to be implementing some really good things as far as it's concerning networking yes. at the events we we just talked about it not too long ago but we want to set ourselves apart uh from other social networking events and different parties and things like that because we really do want the events that we host to be a place where you meet people that you can use to partner with, mm-hmm. collab with. Um, and if you're even thinking about doing, you know, a different type of event, if you meet somebody there, you know, that can help the help chef, the, mm-hmm. the, DJ, the DJ, we want you to be able multiple. to, yeah, mm-hmm. we want you to be able to come and uh, pass out your cards. Uh, we do a lot of different we started implementing where we want you to talk to each other. Like mm-hmm. we know that you came with your friend and maybe you didn't, but we want you to be able to be comfortable with owning a room. Right. right. That is, I think with social media and like technology, we have just lost the art of talking to people yes. face to face. You know what I'm saying? Like, Everything is behind a screen, whether it's a desktop or a mobile. Right. And we have just, you know, lost the 
the art of having a conversation, looking somebody in their eyes and talking. Right. So we really do want to um, want to foster that when it comes to being a mogul. Yes. Yes. And I will touch back on that as far as um, what our events are centered around, because honestly, at the first event we hosted, the Bee Brunch, I was thinking, you know, even though it was a lot of people that love Beyonce, that supported that event, it was so many entrepreneurs in that building that I have never met before. And I made connection just based off seeing them at that event. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, wow. Okay, we had some people that own different podcasts. We had people that had... um, been singers like had albums we had people that made um different types of candles it was another person in there too and she didn't have this business at the time but since attending our event she just announced that she's now a photographer oh yeah so i'm like so i'm picking up all of that and mm-hmm. i'm like okay we can reach back out to them right and have them do something for us exactly so, I, I love, you know, what we're doing in that aspect and just bringing out different businesses and business owners. And we have the capability of fostering, like you said, new relationships and partnerships. What would you tell somebody who is nervous? Because I was honestly shocked when that lady posted and she's like a big deal. She's a big <laughs> broker in Atlanta. And she posted that and was like, y'all, I'm in this at this event, I am nervous. And I commented on there, you need to go ask somebody who, do you know somebody trying to buy a house? Like, what do, what brings you out tonight? What are the questions that can get a conversation going that is not awkward? Ooh, that's not awkward. Um, I think you should, a good conversation opener um, in a networking room is starting off with, like, a compliment. That's and what then, she said. Yeah, and then going that's from what there. she said. So... I would just, that's kind of how people kind of approach me in those settings. And I always kind of give like a nervous <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I do. I always get like a nervous laugh and say, thank you. And then I kind of walk into, how are you today? Okay, so what do you do for a living, you know? Yeah. And kind of take it from there. So that's kind of a way to kind of open it up without mm-hmm. just going straight to the point of, let me talk to you about business. Yeah, because it does, it can come off as a sales pitchy type thing right. but I always I, what I told her too was I know you have business cards if you don't if you're a mogul and you own a business and you don't have business cards or you don't have that little the digital thing where people scan. can like scan mm-hmm. get you some business cards and set yourself a goal for the number of cards that you have to give out like I remember I went to uh it was booing was it booing the zoo it was mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. uh the chamber uh, had and I took in 10 business cards and I had never been to a chamber meeting before mm-hmm. and I was invited by somebody that I know and I was like I'm not leaving this room until these 10 cards are out of my hand and I mean it was people who was bank presidents and right. all kind of stuff in there so getting like I said finding some type of I'll make it a game. Like I said, that's what helped me when I first like kind of started was, girl, you not leaving this room to these 10 yeah. cards. You got 10 cards in your hand. Okay, you done made it down to three. 
You know what I'm saying? So work the room and figure out who you can uh who you can talk to. Right and approach. Mm-hmm. So what made you how did you establish that confidence within yourself? Because from what I hear, you already pushed yourself. So oh, what absolutely. can you say gave you that motivation to go in that room like that and help you set that goal? Having a business. Okay. I just don't think that it I don't think it's possible to build a successful business without talking to people about what you do. No, I agree. I do agree. So either I'm going to push myself, I'm going to meet people, ask, you know, if there is an event that I can be a part of, how can we work together? You know, who is your events manager? Mm -hmm. How can I contact them? Uh, I'm available, you know, for custom work. Things like that. And then, you know, you'd be surprised how many people actually, like, will reach out and be like, I met you at so-and-so. Right. But I think, like I said, it's just, girl, when them bills start uh, rolling in, you, you better, girl, you got to figure <laughs> it out. Like, what am I doing to, you know, help pay bills? Help Because right. Simply Props got its own rent my personal home has a rent and this podcast studio has a rent so guess what i'm out here hustling trying to talk to people get people in this studio also get people to book the the marquee letters and props Mm -hmm. because them bills come every 30 days and they do not play no so you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's it's having a business make me be like okay yeah i'm confident this is what i offer this is (laughs) this is what i do and also is it it boils down to Knowing that I have something that you need. Yes. So it's kind of like a win-win. Once you get out of being nervous, because put yourself in a position of they probably nervous too. You know what I'm saying? You don't never know what people are in their head about. So getting to that point where it's just like, "Mm -mm, I got to talk. Right. Open my mouth and, and talk about I got this. You be having events, you need this, and this is why. These are the benefits. Yeah. So. I think that's really good. I am, that's one thing that I struggle with. I struggle with the fear of putting myself out there and how does it look when I put myself out there. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like I'm getting over that in ways. I wouldn't say I'm getting over it here locally. But when it goes to, like, a national platform, then I don't care. (laughs) Why do you think that is? Because people know you here. I kind of feel like it. I kind of feel like it. Locally, I feel, like, a little nervous. But on on the larger scale, outside of our city, I'm like, okay, go for it. Because you feel like you don't have nothing to lose? I feel like I don't have nothing to lose. If they say no, nobody will know that those people told me no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. So, and you, I definitely feel like I need to get over that hurdle. But um, I do feel like that is a thing. Yeah. And I kind of looked that up, too, um, as far as what networking looks like. And it's apparently four types of networking. What are the types? Oh, I have to look it back up. But I know one was local. <laughs> one was um, widespan. Um, and it was two more. But it's, oh, one was national, too. And I can't remember the third one. 
But yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Because, I mean, if you excuse me, think about networking, like, geographically, that definitely makes sense. So, um, but does it matter? It definitely matters. Networking definitely matters. I feel like it matters because it can help you, like you said, elevate. It can naturally help you elevate just by associating with someone and making an impact or impression on someone. You never know what your first impression is capable of. Mm -hmm. I have an example of that. Um, So last year I took a leap and you know because I do hair so I reached out to the Atlanta Fashion Week like constantly like because <laughs> I mean I already did fashion shows but I wanted to do hair my goal in hair is to work behind the scenes so I reached out and I'm like I don't know what's gonna happen but let me just see if somebody reach out you know reach back out I want to volunteer for the fashion shows and see where this can get me um so I kind of kept stalking them, and finally somebody did reach back out to me like a week before the event. And I went down there, did hair. I probably worked on maybe three models out of, you know, <laughs> 100. But it was just that. Being there. Being there. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that, that small piece of just being there and being willing and reaching out, they reached back out to me this year. Ooh. Yeah. They reached back out to me just from touching all three people's heads. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, yeah, <laughs> I was so excited. And so um, the lady that's over their hair team, um, she does a lot of major things in Atlanta as far as hair goes. And she's also um, the barber for the Falcon. No, for the Hawks basketball team. So she's Uh-oh. on that large of a scale. So when she reached back out, first off, I was screaming. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> she was like, um, make sure you send me your full name so I can put you back in our group chat. And I was like, okay. And then so I sent it to her. She messaged me back and said, never mind. I already had your name in my phone under my contacts. And I said, come on, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. (laughs) But that's what I mean by Mm -hmm. building that impression, getting out there. You never know. Like, just try. Yeah. I made a post not too long ago, and I said, you should have at least two millionaires in your context. Right. I saw that. And, you know, majority of the comments were good or were I won't say good. They agreed. Mm-hmm. There was one particular comment. He was like, money is not everything. And I started talking to the guy that I'm dating. And he was like, he needed to understand that that it wasn't about the money. The post wasn't about the money. The post wasn't right, about the right. money. Mm-hmm. The post was about your community. Correct. And your connections. Right. Because naturally, when you have those type of people in your circle, you're going to be next. Right. Exactly. So talking about how your network is equal to your net worth. Absolutely. It went straight over that man's head. He was just like, well, Jesus, 
Girl, I was like, sir. <laughs> So got nothing to do with that. We love the Lord too, though. We, and I, that's what I, I said. I, did, I read it over and over again. I said, now did I say right, Jesus couldn't be? <laughs> I, I don't. I was confused. I said, okay. Because the Father is rich and has his in land. Listen, I was like, what? Right. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of fathers, let's take a break. Kirk Franklin just had a documentary on YouTube that people are talking about mm-hmm. and it was called father's day mm-hmm. but we bring that up because we are doing a surprise pop-up second service kirk franklin tribute brunch yes so excited because we love the lord because we love the lord and at the last tribute to jasmine sullivan and her our resident dj dj, DJ shy he started playing Kirk Franklin at the end of the, the, night, end of the night, and people were singing their Amen. hearts out. Like we had a choir director, we, we had did. choir members. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It was a good, like it was a great way to end the night. Yes, and I think it promoted, like you know, safety first and foremost, um, wholesomeness and mm-hmm. togetherness. Mm-hmm. And what better way to bring people together than you know, singing about our love for Jesus? Yes. So on Sunday, November 12th, November 12th from 1 to 4, we are going to be having the second service, the which second is service. a Kirk Franklin tribute, tribute brunch. brunch. And uh, tickets are on sale on our website. They are going to be $50. And uh, it comes with a catered meal, a mocktail, because we will not be serving alcohol no at alcohol. this brunch. Um, a mocktail. Good times. Yes. Good times. Real good times. I'm excited. Good times. So um, DJ, DJ Shy, excuse me, he will be playing all of Kirk Franklin's hits all the way back from Do You Want a Revolution? Yes. Stomp. Stomp. My Life is in Your Hands. Silver and Gold. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now Behold the Lamb. So we are just going all the way up to his current hits. Bless so, me. So, yes. We, we we going all the way. We going all the way. We doing a whole thing. So make sure you are in the building Sunday. Oh, you know Don't what? Don't forget. We, okay, so what makes our events different is because we have not reached the level to where the artists can come to us, yes. we choose to send a pair of people, two people, to go to see that artist. So we are going to actually be raffling tickets to go see Kirk Franklin, Tamala and David Mann, the Clark Sisters, Ty Tribbett, Israel Houghton, the reunion tour in Nashville. It's going to actually be the next week. Yeah, on November the 21st. It's going to be on a Tuesday night at 7 p.m. In Nashville. So you will be responsible for getting yourself there, but we are taking care of the tickets. Uh, and I hear that they're, they're floor seats, they're floor tickets. So you definitely don't want to miss this. We are pulling out all the stops. Listen, we are trying to build this brand, um, build it up and build something different in the city. So uh, make sure you're there. Go online, www.simplymoguls.com and click the events tab and get your tickets. Yeah, yeah I got that exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive, the flyer ain't even dropped yet. It hasn't, but we will drop it uh, by the time the podcast drops. All right, so back to the discussion. Uh, I just, 
I don't know. People, and when I go into rooms, like when I did the uh, the pitch competition, I get a little nervous, but baby, I'm trying to win $10,000. Right, so whatever I got to do. <laughs> Listen, I, I was nervous all the way driving there, but baby, when I stepped out that car, Listen, I'm a winner, and yes. this is, you know what I'm saying? Because, life. yeah, you got to. Because, girl, that devil will tear you up. Yeah. Yeah. Tear you up. And that's why in the word it says, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Right. Everything starts in your mind. Yes. And so you got to take control of that. So, yes, I definitely, um, you know, that's where it all starts. You got to talk to your, before you talk to anybody else. You got to talk to yourself. Absolutely. So network with you <laughs> <laughs> on the way to the event. Listen, Shateria, this hobby. Listen, okay. When you get in here, you got these ten business cards you need to pass out, and go over a script if you have to. Like, hi, right. how are you? Act like you're talking to somebody. You, people, yeah. you know what I'm saying? In in the mirror. If you look at yourself in the mirror and you, you know, practice what you are going to say, that'll help you build your confidence. And the thing about confidence is when you approach people and they see that you're confident, they're actually going to be more willing to listen to you. Yeah. Because you, you know, you come with the mind or you come with the appearance that you are serious about what you're talking about and they can take you serious when they see that you take yourself serious mm -hmm. so that's very important to remember yeah what do you think about what you wear oh <laughs> yeah yeah now what you wear that's so funny because <laughs> <laughs> i see that just that really just tapped me on the shoulder <laughs> Cause outside of this, I work at a law firm, <laughs> right? And I'm being there with this song, <laughs> but they they, they know, know I'm serious. Yes. They know I'm serious, <laughs> and they know I do my job and I do it very well. Yes, but it is especially on the um, like first impression type basis. Yeah. It is very important what you wear when you go into those types of settings. Like I would not go to an informal networking event without looking like myself or like I want to be taken serious. Mm -hmm. That's, I would just put it that way. Like I would know to dress in a way that I want to be taken serious and taken serious doesn't necessarily mean that you have to wear a button down or, you know, a dress. However, yeah. I wouldn't suggest <clears throat> holes in clothing, you know what I mean? Or, I don't know, like stuff with writing on it because people, their attention is going to be drawn to those things yeah. and not you and what you're saying. So that would be my suggestion. What yeah. about you? See, I have, I be stuck in between let people express themselves, but, but be professional. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like finding a happy medium between the two. Like if you like... Um, Auntie Tab, Tabitha Brown. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like she comes off as professional, but she also expresses herself. But again, that is also too because she has built a brand that she's able to right. do that. So I don't know. I just think being my grandmama, she always be like, um, well, if you, if you, if you don't think that I would approve, you know, as far as like short stuff or, mm -hmm. you know, your uh, breast out, 
then she was like, "You, if you can't bend down to pick something up, if it's too tight, you think your zipper gonna break." That's an inside joke because yes. at this dang on her jazz wind down minutes before the event starts, I bent down to put some oil on my feet, <laughs> and baby, that zipper said "kapow." Do you hear me? And Monique being the fashion person, I think I got a sewing kit in the car. <laughs> we need to get a needed thread and just sit, you know, sew the zipper up. Girl, she trying to redo the zipper. I said, listen, we ain't got time. We don't have time for that. I'm gonna put this her shirt on and, and make, it work. make it work. Which I meant and to tell you to bring it so I can replace the zipper for you, but we'll you'll get it. Shall we'll replace? Yeah, I'm the glad zipper. I ain't returned it because that yeah. was the first time I wore it. Yeah. That was that was wild. So anyway, and what was crazy is I had, was wearing it, and I came back in the back to check on you, and I was like, "Oh, let me put some oil on my feet, right. girl." But I mean, I'm glad it happened then because right. I could have been dancing, yeah, mm-hmm. anything. But um, yeah, my grandma would say, "Girl, if you can't bend down and pick nothing up without you thinking your zipper gonna break, without it being too tight, you can't sit down. Mm-hmm. Like, make sure you do a sit test." Yeah. You know, before you leave home and uh, walk, like, check your shoes. Make sure your heel is good and all kind of stuff like that. I think it definitely helps with confidence, you know, because when you look good, you You feel feel good, good. Mm -hmm. you're confident, and you're able to uh, really talk about what it is you do with confidence. Like, if I don't look the best, then I'm going to be like, I'm going to sit down. Right. So... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When you about. don't look your best, you don't feel your best, and you don't want to be seen. That's kind of natural. Mm-hmm. I will agree to that. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't know. Why would you say? Okay, what way would you say networking has helped you in life as of today? Well, because I think networking is all about connections. And I cannot count how many business contracts, you know, and jobs that I've gotten because somebody said, hey, I met so-and-so and and they told me about you or so-and-so passed me your name or, you know, and it it, it just happens like that. Mm -hmm. So I think just even building any type of business, but especially building Simply Props, I put in a lot of footwork in the beginning, you know, I offered a lot of, and people don't understand when you're building a business like that, where there is a lot of competition in the city, mm-hmm. where people have marquee letters, people have event rentals, people set up parties, people do event logistics, that they can go somewhere else. There are many people that they can go to. When you're starting a business out like that, I was offering pro bono setups. Mm-hmm. just to get the pictures just to say i worked with you right. and so the next time that you need something done for your event you remember oh simply props yeah. did this for free so let's reach back out right. and maybe i'm not going to do the next one for free but it's the simple fact of building that relationship right. and sowing that seed and sowing that seed you sow the seed yeah. so i think networking goes beyond like I say it like this, whenever I'm thinking about networking, I always ask myself, what can I give to the relationship or to the conversation? And then what can I get? Yeah. 
And that's a good point to keep. Yeah. So it's not always about you. Right. You know, as far as what you can get, but what can I give to mm-hmm. this? And so that it kind of will spark you to think about how you build your business. Like that's how props for a purpose came about. Like, you know, I was like, well, I can't offer, you know, a free setup for a nonprofit every quarter. Yeah. You know, and that kind of set me apart. People then started emailing about props for a purpose. And so I was able to get my foot in the community aspect that way. But it came from me saying, what can I offer? You know, like instead of just going in places, networking for the sake of who can I meet? You know, who, what can I, what can I get from this person or how many contacts can I get? No, it's, it has to go both ways. It definitely has to be both ways. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's really awesome. Mm hmm. Well, I don't know. I really, really like that, though. I'm trying to think, have I been able to give in my business as far as hair goes? I've done a lot of, like, volunteer things. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my examples. Like, I volunteered for the fashion show, and they reached back out. So, yeah, that was a seat song there, too. Um Because yeah. that is, I mean, volunteering is a type of networking. Right. It sure is. You're building community building relationships 100 definitely basically when i walked in that room it was full of makeup artists um and other hairstylists and models mm-hmm. so everybody was in there like give me your instagram page let's swap instagrams let's keep in contact and that just that simple meeting in that simple room went a long way too because they, of course, the people that I work with tag me and everything that they mm-hmm. posted and um, like reach back out to me later on for different things. And it, it just kind of helped build. So I don't know. It I think it's really good. It's very, yeah, very collaborative. And do you think they, I was going to say, do you think they do that locally? Do, do here? We, uh-huh. At one event that I went to, that did happen. I volunteered for a fashion show here. Mm-hmm. I have volunteered for a few fashion shows here, then I think by the Lord. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, that has happened mm-hmm. on that aspect. Um, now, as I sip this wine, do you drink when you network? Yes, not always. I think it just depends on the room that you're in. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the room and the setting. Um, I don't think it is bad if you do or bad if you don't i know here in in chattanooga a lot of networking takes place at bars downtown mm-hmm. a lot so i think that's probably um one of the best places to go to network just being honest mm-hmm. so not even necessarily being a structured event for networking I can't say that'll be the best, but I think it'll be good. I think not here. Here? <laughs> so the city is the, yeah. pl- is the problem. <laughs> the city is the variable. Yeah, it can be, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Some, some good comes out of it. I will say that some people with the right mindset, they do, you know, network 
with the you know right attitude and with the right intentions mm-hmm. and then there are some that do not and that's just that's gonna be everywhere you go to though yeah that is gonna be everywhere you go because some people go to networking events just to see what ideas they can steal Ooh. and it's nothing you can really do to stop that you know so there steal. is Jesus. <laughs> They do. You'll be Ooh. like, oh, that wait, that was my idea. You know, mm. that does happen. Mm-mm. But in that, there's always still room to grow from that mm-hmm. because that's like saying because there is a Starbucks, there couldn't be a Dunkin' Donuts. This is true. So even when you do see your idea. Or something that you came up with being used by another individual that does not, that should not stop your flow or that should not deter you from going after your dream at all. Period. Just keep going, keep working at it. And I say, I say, still put your product out there. Me too. Absolutely, because there is room for everybody. everybody. Room for everybody. And I think that that be the, oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, let me gather my thoughts. Because <laughs> I be really struggling with people not taking my ideas or like, and I think too, that's why. Okay, so I don't want to say that. So I did an event and my godmom was like, you need to do that again. Like, it was successful. People was asking about it. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I am so creative that I'd be like, oh, once I did it once. You don't want to do, do it again. I don't want to do it again. What's next? Yeah. You know That's what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then I'd be John Brown if it don't pop up again. Not by me, but right. somebody else will. And that's not to say that, like, nobody can do a certain theme or a certain whatever because another person did it. Right, right. But it just be like, that's real similar. Yeah. So how does that make you feel as far as, let's say, if you have had, if this is some, some business that you work with, in a sense, is that what gives you that stigma about seeing it in a sense? Or do you just feel like because it's a similar idea? I don't know. I feel like it's because it'd be similar. Mm-hmm. but it, And it's not even like similar. It'd be like the exactly. same. <laughs> Like, similar, I'm okay with. Yeah. But the same, like, it's the difference between similar and the same. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I guess that, I don't know. I think personally, in business, that may be something that we all, you know, struggle with to an extent. You just have to kind of, like I said, Starbucks and Dunkin'. Yeah. And to... When you network, I think you do have to be smart about telling all your 
you know, ideas and your biz. Like, you know, I taught a class for lunch, and one of the ladies was asking, she was like, I don't have all of my paperwork done. I don't have all of my, you know, steps in in, in order. But I do understand that I have to go out and I have to network and I have to tell people this is what is coming or I'm working on this, this, and this. She was like, so how do I protect myself Mm. from somebody who has the money readily available and they can go buy a building and do whatever I'm I'm trying to do? So I just told her, I was like, I think it's a fine line between healthy networking and creating boundaries. I think you have to really create it to where you are forecasting kind of what's coming. Right. Like maybe say in a specific genre or like the performing arts, I'm, you know, I'm bringing something new and fresh to that arena. Right. Um, But not necessarily saying it until you have your legal, you know, rights to say what it is right. because people do. That is that is something that you do have to be cautious about yeah. is, you know, do I talk too much? Mm-hmm. Am I telling too much before it's time? That happens. So. That's good, too. So healthy networking. Yes. And setting boundaries while networking. Mm-hmm. That is very important. Yeah. I better pick up these gems. <laughs> pick them up. And when when we did the Ice Cream Business Summit, Kristen Copeland, who works at EPB, she is the diversity and inclusion um, manager. Mm-hmm. She talked about networking and, you know, how to enter a conversation, kind of look for you know, an opening. If there's a group of people, look for an opening. But she was like, I think Sometimes we think about trying to enter conversations and then we don't be really focused on how to leave them. Mm -hmm. So how do we leave uh, conversations where the conversation is good? Like, do you just be like, all right, (laughs) good talking to you. Bye. (laughs) Oh, now that is good. You know, like, how do you wrap up as we're wrapping up this? podcast episode how do you wrap up talking about uh when you're networking um so <laughs> what i have done mm, is either say okay i'm gonna try to go and reach them over there before they leave like try to make it like i'm moving to the next group mm-hmm. or so to speak um and or for an exit if it gets uncomfortable and you don't know how to Exit the conversation. You can always say, excuse me, I have to use the restroom. Don't be lying. <laughs> Monique tell y'all to lie. If you do not have to use the restroom, do not say that. <laughs> or if you say that, you need to make sure you go to the just restroom. because you may need to check your check anything, you know, just go refresh. But what do you tell, what do you tell people when you are done use that line? Oh, you done already use that line. You just go to the next room. Let me go. <laughs> Let me go talk you can't to keep saying people. I gotta use the bathroom. No, every time. you can't keep saying I gotta use the bathroom. But I'm saying, oh, I see a group of people over there I want to connect with too. It was great speaking with you guys. Um, I hope we connect in the future. Yes, yes. And then she also said, when you get people's cards and you really want to connect 
with them, make sure y'all follow up. Mm-hmm. Like, send an email, say hi, make sure you tell them, remind them of where they met you. Yes. And, you know, schedule a lunch, schedule a call. Because if you are in these rooms and you're not following up, you might as well not be in the rooms. Right. So make it a point to be in the rooms, but also follow up. When you leave the room. Because that's the connection. And that's how you build that network. Because networking is building a lasting relationship. Mm -hmm. If you don't build a relationship from it, then it's really not even networking. Yeah. So you just met some people and had some conversations. But if you don't walk away with the intention of following up, like she said, and then, you know, building said relationship to potentially be something bigger later down the line, you can do it right. Mm. Well, final mogul moment. What you got? I think that my final mogul moment is that... Before you, I will repeat this. I think it all boils down to how do you talk to you? You have to build confidence within yourself and in what you do before you even talk about. And because I think it goes back to like, it will uncover weaknesses or what you think are weaknesses in your business if you're not comfortable talking about it. Right. You know, like, if you're not comfortable with saying my business is one of the, is the best, this, mm-hmm. this, and this, why are you not comfortable saying that? Like, why do you not believe that? What weaknesses in your business do you have to work out the kinks on before you arrive at that that confidence level to be able to work a room the way that a mogul should work a room. Right. So I think my final mogul moment is build the confidence in you so that you can work rooms the way moguls should. I like that. I think my final mogul moment would be healthy networking. Mm -hmm. Be mindful of what you're saying, how you're saying it, and, you know, set those boundaries to protect you and your business Mm -hmm. while you're networking. Oh, I do want to go back, though. What, how do you feel when you are the only brown mogul in the room? (laughs) Because I think that be the only brown mogul, the only woman mogul, I think when you are the minority in a big space or in a room, I think it does play in your mind like, okay, who, you know. Right. Am I supposed am to I be Am I supposed here? to be here? Yeah. But I think if you're in the room, you're su- in every room that you're in, you're supposed to be there. Supposed to be there. You're supposed to be there. You have what it takes. And if the opportunity hadn't presented itself, you know, you wouldn't have had it. Right. So I think, like I said, going back to building confidence, I'm the only, you can look at it two ways. Like, oh shoot, I'm the only woman brown mogul in this room. You can say, oh shoot, 
I'm the only woman brown mogul in this room. So guess what? They're going to remember me. Right. That's me. <laughs> Seriously. Because um, when I got my position um, at the firm, I was the only brown. And I'm still currently the only brown. Um, and at the time, when I initially started working there, I did a part-time, too, at the Mountain View Nissan downtown. And I was the first brown mm-hmm. <laughs> receptionist. So it was, I mean, I take pride in it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it says a lot. And you, when you're in those types of environments, you have to be confident and you have to know who you are and don't use it to your advantage. Like, don't like just be who you are effortlessly and don't use that in a negative way because yeah. it can go left real quick. So just, you know, do what you're there to do, you know, be 100% your authentic self and just, you know, perform at your highest level because you are that one. Mm-hmm. But okay. So um, in closing, thank you guys for joining us. On the Mind of Moguls podcast, where we talk all things. And what's on your mind? We'll see y'all next time. Bye.